0: Hello and welcome once again to another podcast episode of Two Men Talking. Those two men being Stanley and Fred, their discussions may make you laugh, may touch your heart, sometimes may even drive you a little crazy. One thing's for sure, these two continue to talk. Controversial conversations that never end. Hi there, I'm Jordan Rich. Today, the gentlemen take on a very big issue, a huge issue, that of education, the pros and the cons and they do so in their own inimitable way. Stanley, the opening round goes to you. What's your take overall on education?
1: It's a discussion that could go for hours. If education is not working, the question is whose fault is it? Society, schools, professors, attitudes, social injustices. I think basically that education is working. They're modifying it, they're... Before I'm gonna let Fred answer that, I wanna call your attention today. Today is June sixth. Today is a significant day because of it was the Normandy invasion. We lost a lot of a lot of soldiers. But on June twenty second, nineteen forty four, President Roosevelt signed the GI Bill. The G I bill was one of the most significant acts regarding education our country has ever had. And it's been extended. But I want to call, I want to just call everyone's attention to that GI Bill because it took millions of people out out of the lowest socioeconomic group and raised them into a middle class. It created a middle class for the country. It was a magnificent act. And in 1947, almost 48% of the college graduates were got their degrees because of the GI Bill. In the early, early years, when I say early years, the 40s, 50s, education worked. And it worked for a lot of different reasons. But I, I want to give Fred an opportunity uh, to say something while he's telling me it doesn't really work.
2: So I think education is valuable. It gives you a foundation. However, uh, it also limits you. How do you explain that what we need to do to survive the miracle of life all happens without thinking? Breathing, eating, digestion, dreams, movement, reproduction, the beating of your heart, drinking water, swallowing, body temperature. These are all things that happen without thinking about them. You know, you could be in the hospital and you could be brain dead and you could be kept alive for years. However, if any of your other organs are damaged, it's very difficult to survive. And I think we've become too dependent as modern people on a system where you read books, you regurgitate information back to the teacher, and then you get graded on that information to get a degree. We don't realize the degree to which perception is limited by the scientific model. Science accepts nothing that can't be proven logically. And as the philosopher Kierkegaard wrote, life has its own hidden forces, which you can only discover by living. I'll sum up what I just said by saying we're all too dependent upon what we were taught. And we've departed from common sense, common logic, and actually uh, recognizing and realizing certain environments that we're in, which
1: are changing. Fred, education serves a purpose. A lot of what you're talking to me about has nothing to do with education. If you cannot survive socially, it has nothing to do with education. So that I admit, and the experts admit, academic excellence is no indication of career performance. The basis of education is to raise you, raise you economically, raise you um, socially, and it's very important. So a lot of what you say is true, but I don't think it's significant. I think the problem of education, we're not really giving a good education to our whole society. That's a political problem, and I don't want to get into it. But I think that's that's part of the problem. If you think about it, you're, you are only here and I'm only here because we had an education and it it gives us an opportunity. Are we going to raise kids who don't know who Shakespeare is? I mean, who can't speak another language? There are problems, no question. But I think that those problems that you cite are not the real problems to be solved by education.
2: I assert much of what children are learning in school, not relevant to their future, not relevant to improving the quality of their life. It's an agenda. I'm not so sure that that agenda continues to work. I'll use an example about where thinking is challenged. Here's a good example. People that fight addiction every day turned out to be the most qualified people to know what helps. They concluded that thinking would not help them. What I'm gonna use as an example is Alcoholics Anonymous it elevates the experience of addiction over your beliefs. I've been told that alcoholics enter AA disagreeing with everything about it, yet the program saves their lives. The program bypasses what you think. If you work the steps, you begin to experience forces greater than yourself, helping you to stay sober. So it's not your thinking mind that helps you to stay sober. It's something else. So again, I assert that thinking, it gets you to a certain place in life. It gets you to a certain station in life, but it also limits you in many, many ways.
1: Okay. So I acknowledge what you say. But um but when you're talking to me about drinking and, and that that's what I believe is a social problem. So a state Maryland, Pennsylvania, New Jersey no longer require a bachelor's degree to work for the state because they feel it's not that significant. Google, Apple, IBM, General Motors no longer require a bachelor's degree to take a job with that company because now, in many respects, we're becoming a skill-oriented society. So they want people with skills and not so much the education. But I think the education is important because college is more than studying. It's, it's a social experiment, how to get along with people, uh, how to think, how to exercise logic. We're slowly doing away with our degrees. I asked some of the young people I know, are you taking a foreign language in college, which was a requirement when I went to college? They say, no, my, uh, my major doesn't require that. Well, I I think it'd be nice if people learned foreign languages and I think if you meet someone from Europe everyone seems to speak more than one language fluently. So there's a lot of truth in what you're saying, but I I I don't agree with you. I think a lot of what you're saying is socially socially directed. Some of those is things that you should learn um you should learn from home. There was an interesting article recently about Stuyvesant High School, premier elite high school in the city. The people, there's like 4,000 openings and 400 Chinese get in, uh, Asians and, and maybe 11 people of of color, and the rest Caucasians. So that's a problem that should be solved, but it doesn't relate to the quality of education you get and what you do with that education when you get it.
2: I believe the problem is one with the family. I believe that it's the family that would influence certain habits at a very young age in a child that would cause them to um, want to get ahead, want to capitalize on a good education. But I use Alcoholics Anonymous as an example because it shows you how our thinking mind is limited. People that have drinking and drug problems, those are severe problems. They come from all walks of life. I'm not an alcoholic. I've been to AA meetings in New York City, in Connecticut, in Nantucket. I've been there with blue collar people. I've been there with the presidents of colleges, doctors, clergy. These are all very accomplished people with degrees. Why can they not handle something as powerful as an addiction with their thinking mind? Why do they have to go to a different source? Why do they have to let go and seek a higher power? What I'm saying is degrees are great. We need an education. You can get a job. But some of the most significant challenges in life, relationships, love, family, uh, satisfaction, peace and tranquility, can you really be taught that At a university? I don't know. I'd like to use Alcoholics Anonymous again because it's a good example of what I'm saying. It wasn't developed by the top down, by medical experts, but from the bottom up. It was developed by alcoholics. Its founder, his name was Bill Wilson. He wasn't a doctor, he was a stock speculator. His authority came from the fact that he couldn't get through the day without passing out from alcohol. People fighting addiction everyday turned out to be in my opinion most qualified people to know what helps and it's not their education it's not school these people believe in relinquishing their logic their ability to assess things to a higher power is strong enough to overcome addictions if american cancer society was founded in 1913 why can't the smartest doctors in the world solve for this problem Why have they been unable to solve this problem i don't know there's a source out there that's available to us and it's not connected to the logical way we're taught to learn in school guys let's
0: comment if have you comment if you will on the importance or lack thereof of a good solid foundation Uh, stanley you mentioned shakespeare knowing a bit about the classics, reading well, understanding, comprehending, the three R's, if you will. The stats show that American students have dropped considerably over the last three or four decades in terms of performance. What do we say about general all-purpose education that provides us a concrete foundation to move forward? Stanley?
1: Excellent point, because that's the basis of what we're talking about. Uh, I think Fred went a little off topic. Everything he said was true. But to be a well rounded person, you need basics. Basics. And and that's one of the problems that I read about today. All of us are composed of many elements. Some of them we learn at home, some of them we learn on the street, and some of them we learn at school. Is the problem that people who are knowledgeable say is dividing America. That there are people who only get a certain degree of education, and those people are angry. And they resent the fact that there is an elitist group who are getting a so-called class education. And I think this this is the problem to bring everybody into education, but you gotta give a good education. There has to be some basis that we say standards. And that's another topic. Because I think standards are, are, are falling and decreasing. I think that's the goal we want to achieve here. Quality education for all.
2: Our best educated people, our elites that have gone to the finest schools, lead us. Have we cured poverty? Have we co- cured injustice? The problems that that we're dealing with today, we've been dealing with for decades. And we have the smartest people so-called smartest people in the country who are leading us so all i'm saying is i don't think that just the thinking logical way of doing things works it's failed us if history keeps repeating itself and it does how do you cure that i don't know
1: so fred do you have to cure all are all problems curable and maybe in a civilized society, an industrial society, there are problems that you don't solve. Just having a type of society we have, you'll never their problems will never solve. That's all. Eventually, not in my lifetime, they'll solve cancer, but there'll be something else they haven't solved. You know, I asked my uncle, I have an uncle who's very smart. His name was Isidore. I said, So, Uncle Isidore, what do you think is the greatest innovation of this of the nineteenth century? He's deceased now. And maybe the twentieth. Tell me, you think electricity, refrigerators, the automobile? He said, No, the greatest innovation is people learn to wash their hands. That's what he said. And you think about it. And doctors now wash hands, and they we had the COVID. They said wash hands, but that's what he said. The greatest innovation in wash hands. There are problems we didn't solve, and maybe there are problems we'll never solve. Okay, uh, that's how I feel.
0: Let me ask one more question to, for both of you to ponder. Maybe what we're agreeing on is that. Along with IQ, there has to be EQ or emotional intelligence. That's something that a lot of people have talked about in the last 10 or 12 years. Fred?
2: I agree. And emotional intelligence is um, very important. How do you develop emotional intelligence? By experiencing, experiencing life. How do you develop common sense? Is it taught to you in a school? Is it taught to you in an institution? where they tell you there's certain things you're not allowed to say, where your thoughts are censored?
1: I think not. We called it street smarts. When I grew up in Brooklyn, we called it street smarts. And that's what I think it is. Sometimes you have it, sometimes you don't have it. It's another name for common sense. I think if you're gonna succeed, look, you need a little street smarts as well as a little IQ. A-
2: Abraham Lincoln had no formal education look at the problems that he faced and look at how he went about dealing with it. I don't think Harry Truman went to college. Look at his presidency. I just take the position. An education is very important. Uh, It will get you pretty far. However, it just gets you so far. And then there has to be an opening. What I use as an example were people that are addicted to drugs and alcohol. The thinking mind has failed them, I think, and it's difficult for me to uh, talk about this because I am not in AA, and I apologize to anyone listening who has family and friends that have those problems. I uh, respect, admire, and revere uh, what AA has accomplished and the 12-step program has accomplished.
0: You've been listening to Two Men Talking, controversial conversations that never end. The podcast geared to men, women, and everyone in between from 20 to 100. Anyone who loves living life to the fullest. You can subscribe and download Two Men Talking wherever you get your podcasts. And Stanley and Fred would love it if you left a multi-star rating and review. We thank you and hope you too can find time to walk with a good friend.